What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Wednesday, November 27th, 2019, the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod, one day early. Skill Alexander, it's Thanksgiving, so we decided to get it out before the holiday, because there's three games tomorrow, obviously, the largest or the biggest travel day of the year today. So everybody coming and going throughout the land to get to their families for Thanksgiving. Not us! No, uh right, We're working hard, and by we, I mean... Me, Mike Palm, and Todd Wishnet. Mikey, how you doing, man? We're doing great. Uh, I'm on a show uh, where the other two hosts are thankful to be alive, so I have to be extra thankful. Yes, thank you very much. I know I am after what happened last week, so yes, I certainly am. Mike Palm, the uh, conciliary to Derek Stevens, the vice president of operations over there at uh, Circus Sports, and of course, the third party from Showtime's Smash docuseries action. It's Todd Wishnev. What's happening, Todd? Hey. How you doing, man? You good? I'm good. All right. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Mike, let's start with the Circus Sports quarterly update. <laughs> Who won the quarterly prize? Well, it was another fascinating finish, Gil. Um, the key setup to the whole weekend was the Packers not covering on Sunday night at, uh, I think, 8 out of the top 10 or, or some number, 8 out of the top 12 had the Packers. So that opened it up. So it came down to four entries, uh, two of them in the house at 16 and four um, booty blockers, who is actually the current leader of the contest at 43 and a half points. And Mishkan, who is a group of two gentlemen from Michigan and both and their sons who hung out at long bar. Now they had an interesting strategy. They played all five of the 10 a.m. Pacific games. They said, we're going to go big or go home. If we hit them all, we're going to start partying. If we don't do well, we'll forget about it. If we go three and two or four and one, then we'll have to study the results. To uh, They were a half game out going in. Study the results to see about hedging. Then there were two entries at 13-5, excuse me, at 15-5 um, 
three and one, 15 and a half points, but we're live to the Rams plus three and a half. And that was Al Kabong, who's James Salinas, friend of Easton and your friend, mm-hmm. uh, prolific contest winner, uh, both Westgate 2015. He won it all. 2016, he finished third. He won the inaugural VSIN college basketball handicapping March Madness uh, tournament as well. Yep. And then and then another entry DSI. So it came down to this: either if if the Rams covered, then James Salinas and the other entry were going to split uh, and get basically seventy two thousand each, or if Baltimore covered, then Booty Blockers and Mishcon were going to win with sixteen points and get seventy two thousand each. Three of the four entries hedged with us. Um, James hedged thirty thousand, uh, bet thirty thousand on Baltimore, three and a half, because the line stayed the same. Yeah, he got thirty thousand at minus three and a half, even. You were you were the only guys who had even at yeah. that point in the day. The other entry, the other entry that was in his spot, I think, uh, bet thirty seven thousand, almost halving it, halving the win, and and then the Mishcon group who eventually won. Hedge thirteen thousand on Baltimore since if the Rams covered they were going to get knocked out. So it was interesting the way it played out. Obviously it was a route and uh, the booty blockers in Michigan split up the one forty three. So our first shared pool as uh, we had had individual winners in quarter one and two. So it went seventeen seventeen and a half and in quarter three the winners were at sixteen. Sixteen and four wins it and you said yeah. and you said booty blockers is now leading the whole thing. Booty Blockers, who wins quarter three, has a two-game lead over MJ Tade, 43.5 to 41.5. CB Elite, who won the first quarter, is five points back at 38.5. And, and Concrete Mike, and he's in 13th, tied for 13th. And Concrete Mike, who won the second quarter, is tied for 29th at 37, six and a half points back. Wow. Wow. That, of course, for the million-dollar prize, 10 prizes cash. And this is a five-week quarterly because it's a 17-week season. So this one is a five-week. And it begins, Todd. We're all 0-0 again. We can all try to win $143,000. Yay. <laughs> okay. Todd, Todd is like, you know, when Arsenio Hall had Eddie Murphy on the show, Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy were great friends. And Eddie Murphy never used to come on the Arsenio Hall late night show. And finally, one day he decided to, and he decided he was going to be the worst guest ever just to mess with uh, Arsenio. And so Arsenio would ask him these long, very thoughtful questions. And Eddie would go, yes, <laughs> that's Todd today. <laughs> yes. Gil, I'd like to share a story at the beginning. Please. Over the course of having uh, a bit role on Visa to begin with two and a half years ago, and then more of a role the last year being on my guys and then other shows, Mitch and Paul and your show, I've had literally hundreds, maybe even a thousand people come downtown to meet me, meet me and Derek at the D, even though they're staying on the strip or somewhere else. Last week, for the first time, I had two people come down because they listened to the Megapod. Uh, two two gentlemen, they live in other areas now, but one graduated from Iowa State and one from Northern Iowa. And so I feel like I finally arrived now. Now now you have reached the big time. Yes. yes. The Megapod, which is in its... Well, that, was, that was a great story, Mikey. Can, can you give us another 45 seconds on uh, boringness? Todd, it was a story because it had to do with the Megapod. Now I know how Dr. Bob felt. <laughs> <laughs> Ninth year of the Megapod, Todd. Don't knock it. The Megapod is, you know... What everyone listens to, of course. Well, it is. Um, let us begin then with any Thursday. Listen, we usually we talk with Thursday night thoughts, and we're doing this on a Thursday. Today, um, 
we will incorporate these into our best bets, but there are three Thanksgiving games, of course. Chicago at Detroit in the morning. Chicago now four-point favorites across the board. As we learn that perhaps it's not Jeff Driscoll starting at quarterback for Detroit, it might be David Blau out of Purdue. Uh, Jeff Driscoll has a hamstring issue. He's day-to-day, so we'll see about that. Then it's Dallas, touchdown favorites at home against Buffalo. And New Orleans, touchdown, meaning seven-point favorites, on the road against Atlanta in the nightcap. Are any of these games, first of all, do you have any thoughts on any of these three games? And then are any of these into your best bets, Mikey? I think it's going to take the under and the Bears. I know he loves that. Yeah, I thought about it. I'll tell you, Gil, this is going to be a runaway runaway train on the Bears. I wish I could have got one and a half like Mitch Moss took early in the week. Um, Now, you know, we put the circuit contest lines out at 10 a.m. today, 24 hours ahead of time because of the uh, the Thanksgiving game. And we got this at four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. So what does that tell you where you think the money's going to go? That's right. They're shading it already. Yes, already. Um, I I don't know if I want to lay... Uh, lay even three and a half right now with uh, with the MVP Mitch on the road, um, but David Blau was nothing special at at, uh, at Purdue. Todd, I am tempted to play under thirty eight here. I don't know. I even I, though the line's thirty seven. What is it? T- tell me what the line is before I start talking. Okay. <laughs> don't Mike. Don't tip your hand. Just ask for it first. Well, he know I was going to play this under anyhow. What is it now? Thirty-two, Todd. Gil, <laughs> why don't you do what we always do? Mike says thirty-eight. I say no. It's thirty-seven. Gil, what is it? It's thirty-seven. Whoa! And we have another winner. All right. What's the total on the Dallas Buffalo game? Forty-seven. There you got Todd. Here's my first. Be- Here's my first best bet, Gil. Under forty-seven. Oh, Gil, fake out, Cowboys. I'm going to take a page out of the Todd Wishnev Debbie Downer playbook and go Dallas under, as he's explained for many weeks why Dallas is a great under team because they want to run the ball. I've been wrong a lot with that. Yeah, I understand, but you still say it every week. Uh, what, what I want to say here, though, is this Bills defense is ferocious, and I actually think this is my best bet under 47, but I like an opportunity here. If, if Buffalo takes the lead early and you can still get them plus money in game. I'm going to hammer the Bills in this game. I think Dallas is ripe with their mentality to lose this game at home on Thanksgiving, and I believe in this Buffalo defense. I also think Jake Allen can hurt you more with his feet than his arm. And th- why is this number going up? I don't know. It opened 45, but I'll go under 47. Josh Allen can also beat you with his feet and his arm. You said Jake Allen. Josh Allen can I'm do that. I'm sorry. That's all right. Josh Allen. Oh, what did Logan. Todd say last week? Logan. Logan, Logan. Logan Allen. <laughs> um, is it, it's an inter- No, that's all right. It's an interesting game. I mean, one, you know, I said on the radio this morning, Dallas is 6-5. and five. They're one game up in the NFC East. If they're as good as they're supposed to be, right, with all that talent, shouldn't they beat Buffalo handily? Like, isn't this a game? Because Buffalo hasn't beaten anybody. Dallas, by the way, hadn't beaten all that many great teams either. But Buffalo's schedule has really been patsy to this point. So there's that. And then there's this thing where you see, if you turn on ESPN, all you see this morning is, is this Jason Garrett's last game? You know, is he going to, if they, if they f*** this up, they didn't use f*** up on ESPN. But if they mess this up, uh, you know, is this the end of Jason Garrett based on what Jerry Jones had to say after that Patriots game? Where the Cowboys, by the way, completely got hosed on those phantom tripping penalties down the stretch. Didn't give them a chance to perhaps win that game. Dak Prescott was 19 of 33 for 212 against the Pats in that terrible weather. No touchdowns, one pick. 
It was not sacked at all. They were 2 of 13 on third downs. But, I mean, the weather had a lot to do with that one. But Amari Cooper was held without a catch in that game. Patriots held the Cowboys without a touchdown for the first time this season. They basically took away Cooper and Jason Witten, as Bill Belichick is wont to do, taking away your, your biggest targets. And uh, they stacked the box on first and second down. And then Jerry Jones, after the game, was like, you know, hey, that's all great, but special teams is 100% coaching. And he was taking his coaches to task. Um, Buffalo... Best record through 11 games since 1996. They are at 8-3, and three, are, the, uh, are the Buffalo Bills. This is a big test for them. Again, seven-point dogs. Josh Allen was 15 of 25 in their 20-3 route of Denver for 185. Two touchdowns, one pick, sacked once. Devin Singletary, 21 for 106. And Frank Gore became the third leading rusher in NFL history. They limited the Broncos, did the Bills. They limited the Broncos to 134 yards and nine first downs while forcing eight punts. So under Dallas Buffalo, that is your play. Correct. That's your first best bet as well. Todd, any thoughts on either of the first two early games? I, I lean with Mikey on that. I'm not going to use it as one of my picks, but I think he's right about this under, uh, you know, in the Cowboys. The Cowboys, Buffalo should be able to hold them down, and Buffalo and will have a hard time scoring, so... I like I like what Mike's going with there. Okay. And then uh, New Orleans at Atlanta is the final of the three games. Any thoughts there, guys? I don't like it. Don't like it. I, 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 I don't want to offend the people in the Southeast, but it's disappointing. This seems like the late game is always an NFC South, South game now. I remember when they used to have an NFC West game, and maybe it's a regional bias, but uh, a regional bias, but, you know, having uh, the – the Seahawks or 49ers play somebody here. I know they set the schedule way ahead of time, but uh, it's just kind of a letdown game for me. I'd rather see Texas and Texas A&M. What's college football? We got Ole Miss and Mississippi State Thursday night? Yeah, by the way, I love Mississippi getting two and a half in that game. You were saying the wrong team is favored in this one, in your opinion. I, I really believe that. Look at the comparative scores against that SEC West schedule. Every team Mississippi State has been 10 points closer to. Mississippi has been 10 points closer than Mississippi State was. I think Mississippi can score, and uh, I think they're better on both sides of the ball. I, I like it. Do you like it better than Buffalo Dallas under? If you had one pick on Thursday, would you play the college one? Well, it's it's a road game and a rivalry game, so I'll stay with the Dallas play. Okay, Dallas Buffalo under is Mikey's first best bet. Uh, let's go to the real deal then. So that's Mike's first bet. Todd, what's yours? Well, first of all, if you don't want to watch New Orleans Atlanta at five o'clock, five twenty local time here in Vegas on Thursday night and you're sick of arguing with your relatives, come on down to the Orleans for two tremendous college basketball games where you can literally sit in the front row and heckle the crap out of those kids after you make your in-game bet. And if you have the over, you can just scream, Run! Run! Or if you have the under, Slow it down! Or if the uh, coaches are telling their players what to do, you can you know do the same thing as they're doing. It's yeah, fantastic. Todd, this is not a local Las Vegas podcast, though, so that, that, that only hit on like a very small percentage of the audience. I know you want to come as Mike will tell you, for Thanksgiving is a destination <laughs> in Vegas. Okay, okay. They'll come down to the Orleans to hear you screaming stuff like that. What's your first best bet, Dad? Uh, my first, my first best bet. I want to get a good number. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Carolina Panthers against the Doug Williams. I mean, Clem Haskins led Washington Redskins. Carolina minus ten. Is that the correct number, by the way? That is. That's the correct. So I'll take the Carolina Panthers against the Washington Redskins. Why? 
Well, you may ask me who's the quarterback of the Redskins. I believe that's Clem Haskins or whatever his name is, Dwayne Haskins. I call him Clem. The point is he stinks. And I don't that win that Detroit gave them a gift win. Remember, the Redskins got one touchdown on a kickoff return. They also got a couple more gift uh, field goals. They stink. Okay. And Carolina at home, they seem to get their mojo back last week against New Orleans. All they have to do is whoop up on the Redskins by 10. I don't think there should be much of a problem. Haskins could throw three picks. Give me Carolina minus 10. Well, I hate to mush you here because my preflop has really not been that good. That's an understatement. But I like Carolina minus 10 too on guessing lines on Monday with Chrissy Andrews from the uh, South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook the director of that sports book. Uh, this was one of the three lines. First of all, let me just say this. Week 13, this was one of these guessing line situations where nothing was that far off. Like, these are pretty tight, these lines. And Carolina minus 10, if I was searching for ones to like, that was kind of the one. And it was basically, as you said, Todd, just pick it on Dwayne Haskins Jr. Dwayne Haskins Jr., who was taking a selfie while the Redskins were in victory formation uh, against the Lions last week, a game they had no business winning. They only had 230 total yards of offense. Uh, Dwayne Haskins only completed 13 passes. He was 13 of 29 for 156, no touchdowns, one pick, sacked three times. Redskins had eight penalties for 63 yards. By the way, Josh Norman doesn't even play defense anymore. They only put him in on special teams. But Quentin Dunbar intercepted Jeff Driscoll in the final minute. Dustin Hopkins from 39 yards, and the Redskins won their second game of the year. Uh, but nothing about that leads me to believe that the Panthers can't destroy them, uh, even in defeat. Carolina should have won that game, by the way, against New Orleans. It's amazing they didn't. Um, Joey Sly really choked, 28-yard field goal at the end. Kyle Allen's going to find DJ Moore. He is going to have a big day in the air. And Christian McCaffrey's going to fill up the box score both on the ground and in the passing game as well. I like Carolina as well. I know it's given a whole bunch of points. But the skins are as terrible as they were even before that win. Carolina minus 10, my best bet as well. Mike, pick number two. What are we seeing on the game in Jacksonville, Gil? <laughs> what are you looking for, the spread or the total? The uh, spread. Uh, this is a pick consensus. I, I say that because I know Todd will play the total. Uh, I'm going to take Sir Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a pick. Wow. Wow. I think, uh, talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs quitting on Mike Babcock. I mean, what what has gone on in Jacksonville the last two weeks in two division games where they've just Mike, given up the ghost? hockey yeah. hour, Mike. You're not on the NHL network. Enough with the hockey. Come on. God, I don't say a f***ing word when you're giving your lame-ass f***ing against Wayne Haskins pick <laughs> everything. Okay? I keep my mouth shut. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, but notice, Wayne Haskins is a football player, Mikey. Enough of Clem Haskins. I think Jameis Winston, they have the better team here. I know that they're prone to turnovers, but I on a Jacksonville team that has nothing to play for, I, I thought this number would be two. Like the Buccaneers would be a two-point favorite in this game, maybe two and a half. I just don't see Jacksonville beating them here. What do they have to play for? What did they give up? 170 points? To Brian Tannehill last week in Tennessee, I'm going with Tampa Bay pick. Yeah, you know, a lot of what you said, by the way, there's a few Jacksonville minus ones out there, but consensus pick them. A lot of what you said could apply to Tampa Bay as well, but I get it because Tampa Bay at least shows up from time to time. They beat Atlanta 35-22, to beat them quite handily last week. Tampa Bay is such a weird team, right? Because, like, every week 
Jameis throws for over 300 yards. I think he's done it five straight weeks now. Uh, six, excuse me, six straight weeks he's thrown for 300 yards. But then there's bad Jameis, right? He's been picked off an NFL high 20 times. So every time you're betting this, you're betting on good Jameis showing up. It was their second win, by the way, for the Bucks in their last seven games last week. They did have 446 total yards against Atlanta. So, I mean, they can get it done. Chris Godwin filling up a stat sheet even more than Mike Evans. Uh, and Jacksonville was just miserable against the Titans in that uh, flurry in the third quarter. So Tampa Bay's the pick? Yeah, and I'd like to mention this, too. In the common game where Jacksonville just got run out of Tennessee, Tampa Bay got totally jobbed in a game they should have won on several accounts. Good point. They outgained, they outgained them. They got a terrible call on a blocked field goal. Uh, I just think Tampa's a better team. Todd, pick number two. I'm warning you, don't land on one that I have. Well, you know, I was thinking about going back to Tampa over, but I have a feeling that the over streak could come to an end finally Ooh. against Jacksonville. I think I'm going to – I may lay off Tampa over this week after I've, you know, said Tampa over a thousand times in a row and it's gone over a thousand times in a row. Yeah, I've been right. So yeah. uh, I am thinking about a different ball game for my second pick, and that's going to be – the Oakland Raiders. Wow. The Oakland Raiders got their asses handed to them. Very similar to the way you guys got your asses handed to you in tennis in the Las Vegas Invitational over and over. Similar. It was a very similar scenario where the Oakland Raiders lost 37 to three or 34 to three against the New York Jets. Very surprising outcome with how well the Raiders have played this year. I don't think the Raiders are going to play as bad, and that probably got the attention of the boys. Uh, Gruden probably said, knock on wood if you're with me, men, because we're not getting blown out again. Now, here's why. Kansas City has a tendency to be very high scoring but doesn't seem to be able to stop anyone, and they never seem to cover these big spreads because the back doors are always open. By the way, remember how early in the season when they crushed the Ravens and the Ravens still got the back door? We were all like, wow, they couldn't cover, blah, 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 blah. Boy, how things have changed. But anyways, they never seem to cover these big numbers. If uh, Oakland's down 16 late, you got a good chance to at least push or cover. I'm going to take the 10 points uh, with the Raiders. I think they have a good offense. They have a crappy defense but a good enough offense to get them backdoor touchdowns here and get inside the 10 points. So give me Raiders plus 10. Todd, my friend, I am oppo you on this game. I am am taking the Kansas City Omaha Chiefs, and I am laying the 10. We get your record with the Chiefs this year. It hasn't been stellar. Mm, It's about 500. Um, No. Yeah, no, yeah, I think so. No. Have you done I'll it? Do the research. I don't. Yeah, please do the research. And by the way, when Todd says he's going to do the research, that's the last we ever hear about it. <laughs> so don't expect, don't expect He'll a study. Send out a tweet asking somebody out there to do the yeah, research. Yeah, that's right. Um, here's the thing. I have all the little cards here. I can just look at it. All right, Todd. Quickly. What does that have to do with this game? By the way, what does it have to do? Nothing. I just, I just wanted to make fun of you. Go ahead. All right. Well, here's the deal. Derek Carr. Uh, last week against the um, the New York Jets, in which the Oakland Raiders were destroyed 34-3. to By the way, the week before that, they should not have beat the Cincinnati Bengals. If the Bengals were any modicum of a football team, they would have lost that one too, Oakland. Uh, but Carr last week against the Jets, 15 of 27 for 127. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. By the way, that pick was a pick six. He was pulled by Coach John Gruden with just under two minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, even went to Terry Glennon. Excuse me, Mike Glennon. 
uh, as John Gruden likes to call him, Mike Glennon, four, four of seven for 20 in relief. Josh Jacobs was held at 10 carries for 34 yards. Uh, they were destroyed by the Jets, period. Kansas City's on extra rest here after their Mexico City win over the Charge. First game in Oakland, Kansas City had that second quarter flurry of touchdowns, if you remember, that were that allowed them to beat the Raiders uh, that and day. No- Zero points in, in the second half of that game because I got screwed. I had over 52. It was 28-10 at the half, and somehow it went under. Yeah, you can say all you want about the Kansas City Chiefs defense, and you'd be right. But you know what defense is even worse than the Kansas City Chiefs defense? The Raiders. The Raiders defense. And this is Patrick Mahomes uh, with full throttle in this game with Tyreek Hill and company. Derek Carr, we like to make fun. I mentioned this on Guessing Lines. We like to make fun of Jared Goff, and justifiably so, when that California kid gets in cold weather. And he looks like he's in a f***ing 32 below blizzard when it's actually just 32 degrees Fahrenheit. That game in Chicago last night, he was just like, oh my God, it's so cold, I can't function. Derek Carr, in games that start with a temperature below 50 degrees Fahrenheit, lifetime, 2-9 and nine straight up. What's his record in all games? Way better. Way better than that. Oh. Don't don't see. Don't try to think you're smarter than the room here. You're not. Here's the deal. It's going to be for the high on Sunday in Kansas City. The high will be 41 degrees. So you're looking at temperatures in the 30s. Game time for this. I expect Derek Carr to wilt. Uh, I get it. That was a straight up record, not an ATS record. But I think the Chiefs blow the doors off this game. I think they rout the Raiders, who have been a complete fraud up until this point this season. By the way, a big loss for the Raiders here. No Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro has bailed them out a lot on offense. That's a huge loss for the Raiders. I think the Chiefs are uh, better off without that, too. So we're oppo, Toddy. We're oppo. We'll see how it plays out. Oppo, baby. All right. Mikey, number three. I wish to inquire as to the Monday night football total. (laughs) The Monday night football, great game, by the way. Minnesota at Seattle. Uh, The total is 50. Well, no, hold on. Let me, let me, let me hold on. I see 49 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to say, hold on. No, it leans 50, though, doesn't it, Todd? So give him 50. Uh, I think it's 50. 50 by a hair. That's better because he's going to go under. I actually, uh, if you were giving me 49 and a half, I was going over. But since it's 50, I'm going to go under here. <laughs> I knew he was going under. He always goes under. Have you ever played an over in your entire life, by the way? Not true. I played over in the Cornell Navy game last night, Todd. I tried to give it that to was you. That was Hoops pick. That was Hoops Peterson's pick. Looking for 14-year-old girls. That was Hoops Peterson's pick. I mean, a Mike Palm originated pick. Has you ever taken an over, ever, honestly? Let me tell you something, Todd. Don't undersell the skill it takes to go through 300 picks and find the good ones, all right? Now, back to this game. That's a simple question. Have you ever bet an over? That's all. Yeah, I have. Remember the Rose Bowl between Georgia and Oklahoma a few years? I bet that over. Last year, (laughs) Carolina... Carolina at Pittsburgh. I bet the first half over. It went over in the first quarter, okay? So you're 2-0 lifetime on overs? Run. Don't walk to the window. Run. All right. Back to Seattle, okay? Now, this Seattle defense has improved, okay? We saw it in San Francisco. We've seen the difference that David and Clowney made. And in that game in Philadelphia, I was pounding like you do, Gil, the pounding of end game, pounding the end game under in that. Yes, Because I didn't think any team could move the ball. Outside of a big play, they weren't scoring touchdowns, right? So I, I've really gotten to respect this Seattle defense. And, oh, by the way, Pete Carroll is one of the top defensive coordinators, even though he's a head coach, top defensive minds in the NFL. Combine that with the fact that you have Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins playing outdoors, okay? 
I, you know, I've been big on this Minnesota team. I've said I think they have a chance to make the Super Bowl. I think this is going to be a fantastic game played somewhere around 21-17, 20-17, 24-20. I don't see this game getting to 50. I think you're going to see, just like last year, in cold weather, in, in December, in Seattle, it will be a defensive struggle. And I really think this number comes back way too high at 50. We'll go under for our final best bet. Under 50, Monday night, Minnesota-Seattle for Mikey Todd, number three. I wish to inquire what the line is in that same game. Uh, it's three everywhere. Seattle minus three. Okay. Give me Mike's Minnesota Vikings plus the three. Now, I will be the first to say that Mike's way off his rocker when he thinks Minnesota's a legitimate Super Bowl contender with Kurt Cousins at the quarterback position. That is what we would call a travesty of reasoning. But I will say this. I think Seattle's a little overblown. I think they're a little bit too much. Russell Wilson is the greatest thing since sliced bread nonsense. I know he's great. He's been great this whole year, but there's been a lot of close calls. The Eagles didn't even show up last week. I mean, they played defensively. On offense, they were horrendous. Uh, Minnesota's the kind of team that can travel, in my opinion, because they run the ball and they play some defense. This game could easily end up 24-23. I want those three big, fat, juicy points, and I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus the three. Okay. Uh, by the way, Jadavian Clowney intends to play in this game against the Vikings. He was absent uh, last week for the Seahawks. Seahawks are undefeated on the road this year. They're 6-0 and for the first time in franchise history on the road at home. They are three and two straight up. Uh, Russell Wilson last week in victory over against the uh, uh, victory over the Eagles was thirteen of twenty five for two hundred. One touchdown pass, which was just beautiful. One pick, he was sacked six times, which was very uh, odd to see with him. But he's the first quarterback in NFL history to start his career with eight straight winning seasons. He started all one hundred thirty six games since his rookie season, including thirteen in the playoffs. Basically. He makes up for a lot of their warts on offense, and Jadavian Clowney, when he feels like playing, does the same on defense. The one thing I will say about that game, um, Philadelphia was horrific, by the way. Rashad Penny, who was 14 of 129 for a touchdown, 58-yard scamper, when did he become a bowling ball? Like, when did... (laughs) I said on the the, uh, guessing lines, I was like, when did he eat Mojo Drew? Like, when did this happen with Rashad Penny? Is anybody else noticing this? He used to be a bowling ball. He used San to, Diego State. Yeah, he used to be a lot more svelte at San Diego State, right? Like yeah. it doesn't feel that way with them anymore. Twelve carries, uh, excuse me, twelve penalties for the Seahawks in that game against the Eagles, though, for the ninety yards. They got to clean that up. Todd taking the Vikings and the three points. All right, my third pick. Since I was awfully chalky on the first two, sadly I'm taking a third favorite, but not quite as chalky though on this one. Uh, the New York Football Jets. New York Jets are giving just. Is it three or three and a half, Todd? What do you what do you give him here? To be fair, I see a lot of three minus one twenties and some three and a halves. I think I'm going to have to say three and a half. I'm seeing more three and a half. So much to my chagrin, I'm going to have to give the hook here. Again, I think you're going to have to be chagrined in this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, much to my chagrin. I don't know where my chagrin is, but I've got some. Uh, Jets are three and a half point favorites on the road against the winless Cincinnati Bungles. Um, the Bengals are just not good at football. Yet, against the Steelers last week, they had every opportunity to win that damn football game. They just would not take it from the Steelers. My God. Uh, they probably should have beaten, like I said, if they were any good 
at all. They probably would have beaten the Raiders the week before, um, but they weren't. They are getting Andy Dalton back in this game. And so that's, you know, kind of convenient now that they have a two-game cushion for that worst uh, record in football and, the, and a shot at the number one pick in the NFL draft. Kind of convenient that now they're like, okay, we'll put Andy Dalton back in, see if we can actually win a game because it doesn't have to – we don't have to worry but about – with the Jets, even though Dalton's coming back? Yep, I am. Um, uh, okay. I am. That's kind of what I was getting to. If Again, you let me just sort of sp- speak. Um, uh, Jamal Adams, by the way, after that game against the Raiders, I don't want to sound very arrogant or too cocky, but I think those Raider fans came in a little too happy. I think they thought it was going to be an easy game. Sam Darnold said a few weeks ago, yeah, we can still make the playoffs. Jets have won three in a row. After they won that first game of the three-game streak, he was like, yeah, I think we can still make the playoffs. And we laughed, and we laughed, and we laughed. Jets are really good in some phases of this game, one of which is the New York football Jets came into that game against the uh, Raiders, allowing a league-low 79.1 yards rushing per game. They gave up 68 to Oakland, led by Josh Jacobs, who is the short shot for Offensive Rookie of the Year right now, even shorter than Kyler Murray, which both Todd and I correctly were incredulous about this morning on a numbers game. Um, That's huge against the Cincinnati Bengals team. It's not like A.J. Green is showing up for this game. Just Andy Dalton showing up. Uh, you take away Joe Mixon here. You make the Bengals one-dimensional. I'll take the Jets minus three and a half on the road. I think the Jets are actually a fairly credible, not awful football team. Give me the Jets minus three and a half at Cincinnati. Pick number three for Young Gill. Todd, your thoughts now. My <laughs> thoughts are, I, I don't, so you're saying that they're, they're, they're better off because Dalton's starting. I, I was confused at what you, you were saying. Well, you weren't listening if that's what you got out of that. No, they're not better off because Dalton is starting. They are a really good run defense, uh, uh, defense against the run. And oh, I, you just like them. You just like them regardless of who's starting for Cincy. I was just trying to understand. I said they're a really good. It really wasn't that complicated. They're a really good defense against the run. You, your response indicates that I was somehow confusing, which I wasn't at all. They're very good defense against the run. You take away Joe Mixon, you make them one dimensional, and it's not like AJ Green is showing up. It's still the same Drek Tyler Boyd. No, I, apologize. I'm not against your pick. I'm not against your pick. You sound like you're against me, is what you sound like, Todd. Todd, are you on another call as well? Yeah, well, I do two two megapods at the same time. Okay, I just wondered why you were distracted, because also, I, just, I want to I clarify, the there'll be more interest in Alabama than Utah in the, in a college football playoff. I know that's all that. I didn't say that, Mike. I said, I thought people would watch the damn college football playoffs, no matter who's in the damn game. Do you really think Some Utah way. will have as much interest as Alabama, Todd? Is that what you and Jeff I mean, now that, now that you say it, I guess, I guess Alabama would be a bigger uh, draw. But I mean, to me, if people, if you're a college football fan, you're going to watch the college football playoffs. I mean, I know I'm going to watch it regardless of who's in it. Yeah, you think you're representative of Joe Joe Casual fan though? So Joe Casual then will just watch if Alabama's in, but if Utah's in, he's like, ah, I don't want to watch it. Yeah, that you find that hard to believe? Okay, I mean, maybe you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just maybe. saying it. <laughs> Look, what about all the Mormons that are going to be watching? Why, special because of Utah. Why? Why you got to do that? No, I the mean, Mormon Church has a lot of people worldwide, but they only have one TV per household. <laughs> It'd be region, <laughs> regional love for them for sure. Um, anyway, we're harkening back to the radio show where we had a spirited debate about many things college football this morning. As always, guys, support for today's show comes from Bookmaker.eu, an industry leader for close to thirty years. 
Pro players consider them a must because their first-to-post odds take the highest limits and pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. That is huge. Bookmakers, a high-volume sportsbook best suited for the sophisticated player, also caters to large recreational players, and their motto is always, is where the lines originate, because chances are the sports book at which you've been betting follows their lines. And right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, that's bookmaker.eu slash g-i-l-l, you'll claim your exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. That's bookmaker.eu slash gill to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300 right now. You will not regret it. Betting the only way I know how, the indispensable, bookmaker.eu. Check it out. Uh, where are we, Todd? Oh, it's teaser of the week time, everybody. Uh, which By the way, Gil is stellar in the teasers. Oh, I'm just so bad. <laughs> you want to know your record? Uh, don't tell me. No, you go. Go ahead and tell me. You have two delicious wins in the teasers, and you have ten Take it in the shorts, loot losses on the team. You keep saying it's me, and what do I keep responding? It's Stanford Wong's fault. That's exactly right. I'm just playing the Outside numbers. Outside of one. Outside of Outside one. Outside of one. That's right. I'm 0 and <laughs> 1, personally, but I'm 2 and 9 with Stanford Wong. <laughs> so you called Stanford. He messed everything up. <laughs> That's right. Well, he does. These work every year, and me, and I just keep pounding my head against the wall with these. But uh, guess who? Guess what did cover because of the miracle touchdown at the end? I had it. Remember, I told you my three team ten point teasers. I'm now like six and zero oh on them. I had this week. I had needed a miracle from the Eagles that had no business of covering ten and a half. Not even a chance should they have covered it. But they got that ridiculous backdoor touchdown. And the other team I had was Saints minus a half. And the Saints also didn't really deserve to win. What did What did I have last week in my teaser, Todd? What was it again? You had Green Bay and New England. Yeah, Green Bay and New England. It, was, it wasn't Philadelphia. It was Green Bay that screwed me bad. Not screwed me. Me they too. Just I terrible. lost with Green Bay in the teaser, Gil. Yeah. You know, I said this on the show this morning on uh, Sirius XM 204 at VEASAN on a numbers game with Todd and Mike. Actually, I think Mike had left already. But one of the things, hearkening back to the James Salinas thing, and James Salinas didn't end up winning the quarterly, but he ended up hedging, as we described, uh, and fell a half game short of the quarterly prize, or chopping the quarterly prize in the Circle uh, Millions quarterly prize, Q3, is that, you know, these NFL games, and Todd and I talked about these pre-flop ATS, forget the teasers for a second, you know, 60% of these, and we're, we're roughly estimating 60%, but more than half of these, let's face it, pre-flop ATS are Plinko outcomes, right? Like, you're going to be on the right side of them just as much as you are on the wrong side of them if you play enough of these. Because they are, and, and to think that it's you when you win but not you when you lose, let's be honest, in about 60% of these games is utter hogwash, right? It's just a complete crapshoot. 40% of the time, maybe not so much. And I just want to send a shout-out to James Salinas here on the podcast as well. How amazing is it that he has sustained this kind of excellence in this modern era of pro football, knowing that, you know, won the Super Contest, as you said, Mike, in 2015, third place 2016, 26th place 2018, and flirted with the circuit quarterly right there in Q3, to, to be able to overcome all those Plinko games, and, and Todd said it correctly this morning, he's probably really good at the 40%, and he's probably had a lot of good fortune in the 60%. But that's still a long time to have good fortune in the 60%, right? So, I mean... I don't know. Maybe we're doing him a disservice saying that. Maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe he is just that good. But 
the Plinko nature of this is so frustrating. Todd, you say it yourself. Like 10 minutes into a game on a Sunday morning, you'll be the first one to say, "Up, oh, here's the game of the week where the NFL's fixed it. You know. So you think about some of your quick reactions like that, and here's a guy who just gets it done year after year. So I'm, I'm just so impressed by that. Well, how's he doing teasers? Is he better than 2 and 10? I'm sure, I'm sure he is. He, by the way, he plays no teasers. None whatsoever. <laughs> None whatsoever. All right. By teas- the way, the 10-point... The, uh, people who can do the 10-point teasers, they seem a lot easier to me. I mean, of course, this is very short sample size. I've done six of them this year and hit all six. And, of, of course, that's not sustainable. But almost, aside from this past week where I didn't really deserve to win and I won, all the rest of them were pretty much rocking chairs. And I think because of the Plinko nature, as you say, the more points you get, the better off you are. And that's why I've started gravitating much more to the teasers and especially these 10-pointers in uh, NFL games, for exactly the reason you're saying. that It's very hard to be 10 points away from the spread in an NFL game. And everything changes in betting. And so, look, you know, I can keep going with the Stanford Wong teasers and keep doing this, but things change in the NFL, and for some reason those aren't working this year. As, as Las Vegas Chris, who was on the show earlier, said, he goes, you gotta, you got to stop playing those this year. <laughs> They're just terrible. <laughs> and he knows. I mean, that's what it is, because he was doing them too uh, for the first half of the season. Uh, and those three and those three team ten pointers, those three team ten pointers used to be sucker bets back in the day, but um, working out for you, Mike. What's your two team six pointers, sir? I have a question for Todd before I give you my teaser because I'm thinking about using one of his plays. Todd, are you concerned that on Monday night in Minnesota, going on the road? Uh, is too much to overcome for the Vikings since they've played almost every one of their games at home. No, I agree that they're not as good on the road, but it, I don't think Seattle's as good as everybody thinks they are. And I know your joke about how I <laughs> misspoke on a numbers game once and said, messed up the schedule with Minnesota, and you just never-endingly beat the drum on my mistake. But thank you very much, mm. Mikey. Uh, the, the bottom line is, uh, Minnesota, I believe, will be playing on the road this week. Um, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure. And, uh, you know, they've played, you know, nine of their games at home and only two on the road. You're right. And then yeah, it, 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 it's a quirk I, uh, in the schedule that Minnesota gets to play 12 at home this this year. It, it, it happens It happens in one of the eight uh, divisions every six years. Now, <laughs> in, in an attempt to compete with Todd, both in teasers and in best record for the Megapod this year, I'm going to use some game theory here, Ooh. and I'm going to use two of his picks in record, my team. You want to know what the records are, Mike? We're just tied, so you know? right? We're tied in the in the picks, right? The no, actually, you're slightly ahead because I am 18, 17, and one, and you are 17, 16, and three. So percentage points wise, you are slightly ahead of me. What are you two Gil on teasers? Is, what are you two on teasers? He, he's also slightly ahead. He's five and seven. Well, I am four, seven, and one. Oh, so you're sitting there making fun of me, and you're exactly two and a half games ahead of me in teasers. Uh, <laughs> oh, shut the shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Jesus. By the way, you want to know your record in regular games, Gil? You're fourteen, twenty-one, and one. That's after an zero and three last week. Yes, you are correct. I'm yes. going to try to protect against this fast closing, Todd Wishdev, and I'll use two of his plays and tease them. I'll tease the Vikings up to nine. And I'll tease the Panthers down to four, Gil. Vikings up to nine and Panthers down to four. Todd? Uh, so Carolina minus four for Mike. Okay, I will take um, 
Wow, I will take. Give me, give me Green Bay. What the hell? Give me Green Bay down to what do you have them at, Gil? Six and a half. Okay, so Green Green Bay minus a half, and um, in my other one, I need two in a teaser. Give me great show prep. <laughs> Just, did you did the show surprise you that it was happening right now, Todd? I always forget. I always forget to do my teaser. Uh, give me Tennessee plus eight and a half. Tennessee plus eight and a half. Okay, all right. Uh, I am taking. Are you ready for this? The Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving Thursday. Dallas Cowboys essentially takes it down to the to a, a one point spread. Taking Dallas on the Thanksgiving, and I am uh, tying it to the Carolina Panthers. Like Mikey has that leg as well on Sunday. Carolina down to four against your Washington Redskins. By the way, that has the lowest total. No, excuse me. Denver Chargers one point lower at thirty eight and a half. Redskins Panthers at thirty nine and a half. So for me, it is Cowboys and Panthers for my two team teaser. Something to note. Um, on two-team teasers, most places, if you tie one of the legs, obviously you can't reduce down to a one-team teaser, so they just push it. But other places, if you tie one of them, you lose. So you want to always make sure that you play at a place where if you tie one of them, you actually um, just push. Todd, what happens if I have a better teaser record than you at the end of this year? Like I could totally not only beat you, but like beat you going away still. I wasn't saying I was doing well on the six point teasers, Gil. You sure seem was... to you sure seem to act like you were four seven no. and one. No. Hey, hey, listen, no. four, four seven and one. Trying... Four <laughs> seven and one is not good. We all know that. All right. I just thought it was very funny that you're two and ten. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, at least I was doing them based on Stanford Wong. What's your excuse? I did a lot of your same Stanford Wongs to get my four seven and one. I don't think you did. <laughs> I really don't. All right. No. <laughs> I think that's bullshit. All right, uh, let's go to the final two questions. Wow, we're already at the final two questions. We are. That's what happens when you don't have a guest. And by the way, the only reason we don't have a guest today is because it is getaway day, the biggest travel day of the year. Numbers day uh, game today was talking about how Nate Oates is now the coach from instead of Buffalo Bills in college basketball, he's now the coach of Alabama, and they're going to run against Carolina, and it's going to be high scoring. It's uh, three nothing, three minutes in. Who's got the three? Uh, North Carolina. Okay. You know, the last time I employed that theory about it favors Carolina to have a team run was when they played Auburn in the, in the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> that didn't work out. Quite it didn't well. pan out too well. Yeah. We got we got four picks in college basketball today from uh, Kai at Three Man Weave. Once again, for those who want some college basketball action, he's looking good right now. Carolina up five nothing. Yeah, it's Carolina minus nine and a half. Uh, Oklahoma State getting three against Syracuse, and then if you have the extra game, Stony Brook getting five. I think it's four and a half now against Delaware. Monmouth against Norfolk State, but I think that one's already climbed. I think that one's five and a half. You know half it's now. in Monmouth, right? You know it's in Monmouth. You know it's there? Mo- Monmouth Racetrack, where they have one of the first William Hills in New Jersey. I went mm-hmm. to visit it when I was in Jersey. Yes, I hear it's lovely. Oh, it is lovely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Final two questions. How about Todd? How about on the show, Gil? Todd said that unless you're from Pittsburgh, nobody would know where Duquesne is. How huh. dumb does he think your listeners are? Uh, as dumb as him. He brings yeah. them down to his. To his I, okay. Now, I might be wrong about Utah being in the college football playoffs and everyone turning their television set off, but I guarantee you, if you line up 100 people in the Circa Sportsbook, less than 38 will know that Duquesne is in Pittsburgh. <laughs> but that's Thank not you. nobody. 38. 38% of anything is not zero. 38% is pretty bad. 
38% favored Nixon before he was impeached. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to... I the cemetery vote in Illinois. He should have been president in 1960, Doc. <laughs> Nixon? Oh, you mean with the debate when he sweated himself all over the place? That, no, that's... I mean with what they did with Daly in Chicago, okay? Oh, okay. You know what? I, I was too young. For, I'm too young for the uh, historical politics. Yeah, I'm that, sorry. That was the year of the schwitzing on the debate, though, Todd. You are correct. Nixon-Kennedy debates. All I knew was there was there was a lot of schwitzing on the on the TV. A lot of schwitzing. Right. Almost like the new Beeson Studios with the with the heat bulb they got there, <laughs> trying to heat up the pizza. There must be like some pizza underneath the heat bulbs. Vinny was Vinny. Vinny was very verklempt the other day. He was complaining of those lights. For those who don't know, about two weeks ago, mysteriously, uh, stadium lights, for lack of a better description, like stadium grid lights, were were. Uh, were inserted into the Vison studio, and they're about I don't know five to ten feet away from our eyeballs when we're uh, broadcasting. It's only 150 degrees in there, <laughs> and I, I'm waiting for them to put some pizza under the heat bulbs to keep it warm. <laughs> Final two questions: uh, We have three Thanksgiving games included here, of course. Uh, which of the big favorites do you think is most likely to lose outright? Two of these are on Thanksgiving. Dallas, seven-point favorites at home against Buffalo. Nolens, seven-point favorites on the road against Atlanta. The other one's on Sunday. Philly, nine-and-a-half or ten-point favorites, somewhere in that pocket, away at Miami. Carolina, as we mentioned, ten-point favorites at home against the Skinnies. Green Bay, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Giants. Baltimore, all the way up to six points after that Lamar Jackson tour de force on Monday night. Six-point favorites over the one-loss Niners. Wow. Kansas City, 10-point favorites against the uh, Oakland Raiders being the other option. So those are a bunch. Those are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Nearly half the slate. No buys anymore. Everybody's playing five-week sprint to the playoffs here. Which of those big favorites do you believe is the most likely to lose outright, Mike? Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. I think we're, we're, we're drinking the Kool-Aid a bit much. I love watching that offense. I love what the touch that he's developed on the ball. But when you take a, an off, a defensive line like San Francisco and attack him and not sit back there and let them get five and six yards on first down, you will change the course of the game. I also think San Francisco with Kittleback will be able to run the ball against the Baltimore defense. And, and to Michael Lombardi's point, they're a much different team, much like Dallas, playing from ahead than they are if they get behind. So I think it's very conceivable that San Francisco goes in there in a non-game of the week and beats the Ravens. I, I just want to say, not, I'm not busting your balls here on this. I thought it was very interesting how when Kyler Murray played the Niners... Oh, you're taking my talking point. This is what I said on Guessing Lines. Don't listen to my show oh, and then regurgitate it on the Megapod. I didn't. I honestly didn't hear your uh, mm -hmm. talk, uh, beating the Lions this no, week. But no, anyway, okay. the, uh, my point was that the Niners look very different when they were playing Kyler Murray versus when they were playing um, uh, Aaron Rodgers. They seem to have some trouble against these real running quarterbacks, and it could be that Lamar gives them trouble. What do you think of that, Mike? Mike, a hundred percent here. That on guessing lines, by the way. But go ahead. Uh, uh, I agree with your point. It's a very valid counter argument to my pick. Yeah, the uh, exact point total here. So he, they allowed the Niners did seventy-eight points in the two games against Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. They then against Aaron Rodgers, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, pocket passer primarily, although mobile. 
They allowed 198 yards on 70 plays. Didn't allow a single completion longer than 15 yards. So maybe, and you know, maybe there is an Achilles heel with the uh, Niners' defense. They do seem to have trouble, small sample size, with uh, mobile quarterbacks. We'll see. On but there were a lot of designed runs by Kyler Murray where they did little like fake options, including the 22-yard touchdown scamper that put them in the lead briefly late in the game. Was a was a designed run play. I noticed that in the game plan. I think they were they they must have seen something on the tape that said that they could do that. That's what scares me about that. Hi, I'm Todd Wishnev. I listen to Guessing Lines on Monday. Then I regurgitate. I swear to then God. Then I regurgitate. I did I'm not sorry. Hear I'm talking. That. Sorry, the host is talking. Then I regurgitate those points on Thursday or on Wednesday on Megapod, and then I deny listening to Guessing Lines. Just because at all. me and you. That's Just because me and you think a lot, uh, think alike at times, doesn't mean that I stole your point. I'm looking in the uh, camera at Mike. Mike, who do you believe? Me? Here's the, God. the here's the thing, Gil. Yes. He should at least credit the source. Okay, <laughs> credit your source. What's <laughs> odd? All right. Uh, final of the final questions now. Oh, by the way, I didn't answer that question. How about you and Todd's answer? Yeah, yeah, Todd. What do you like? What, what's the one there? What do you not? Uh, which big favorite do you think is the most likely to lose outright? Maybe Dallas Cowboys, just because of the stupid Cowboys. Just because you know, of the, the stupid Bills. coaching, yeah. Yeah, it could happen. Could happen. I think that my answer will be, you ready for this? The Philadelphia Eagles. They're really bad right now. By the way, here's the thing, though. Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Lane Johnson, all on track to return versus the Dolphins. So, you know, if I had another pick, I'd take the Cowboys. <laughs> Despite the fact that I'm teasing them. But the Eagles if they were hamstrung, would probably be my choice there. Uh, but knowing that those guys are coming back, nah, maybe not. Maybe it's the Cowboys. By the way, I know you're busting my balls, but I really didn't hear you say that on Guessing Yeah, of I course. Didn't listen yeah, of course not. Of course not. All right, final. I'd like to ask this question, because I'm sure at this point the uh, listeners would like to know. Pod, do you ever listen to Gil's show if you're not on it? <laughs> yeah, I actually listen to Tuesday's show. I love Tuesday's Tuesdays with Lombardi's. I, I'm not saying I don't like Monday's show. I just happen to be busy with my other job. Once in a while, I actually have to do some work. What? And very often, it happens between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. Pacific time because I'm busy with 9 a.m. to noon New York time. So I happen to have been busy on Monday, so I missed the show. Sorry, Mike. All right. Did you, are you aware that the Monday show with Chrissy is also broadcast in podcast form and also available on vcid.com in the replay <laughs> maybe you heard it there um, no i wasn't i wasn't aware of that mike but i will get on that immediately and review all of gill's great talking points so um, i don't accidentally step on them here on the megapod in the future all right what if we live in a bizarro world final question and we had to choose a side we had to bet a side in every single one of these 16 nfl games but you were allowed one free pass, one game where you're like, I have no clue what's going to happen here. Mike, what game would that be? Boy, this is a tough one this week because there's several for me. Uh, Chargers, Broncos is one. Rams, Cardinals is another one. Um, yeah, I got to decide. Between. And by the way, I just want to say uh, as a note here, I really like the Browns this week. I didn't include them, and I don't want to tease through the zero, but I'm, I'm high on the Browns. Um, I Wait, is I'm Hodges gonna... starting? Is Hodges starting or uh, Mason? Hodges, as far as I'm, as far as what I'm reading, Duck Hodges. So yeah. you're 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 not you still you you think he stinks just as much as Mason? I think that their offense stinks, and I well, think of course, that, 
and I think that th- this team is coming together under the tutelage of Freddie Kitchens, and he's going to make a playoff run and shock the world. This guy, he, he may be getting in line for a promotion. He may be the heir apparent to Belichick off what he's going to do in his back after this year with Cleveland. <laughs> it is official. Devlin Hodges is your starter, by the way, that game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers, Broncos. Uh, I just think that Rivers is, like, really aging quickly before our eyes here. Uh, I really like have nothing to do with Anthony Lynn unless I can bet against him, but I can't do it with Fanny Pack Vic, so I'll, I'll lay off that one. Yeah, this is the this could be the last Brandon Allen game because uh, guess who's ready to come off IR after that? Drew Locke, everybody. Todd, which is yours? Uh, I don't really want to bet on uh, a lot of these games, but uh, I guess Rams Arizona. I, I'm not sure what have the Rams are the Rams just stink now. What is the deal with the Rams? Have they just plundered to the bottom of the barrel i mean what is going on with this team it's unbelievable and arizona seems to be going on the other side Uh, you know i'll be very interested to watch that game but i have no idea what's going to happen there yeah i think at the end i'm chargers denver too and it was tough to pick because the rams arizona was part of that list tennessee indianapolis even for me was a tough one to come up with but yeah for me it's chargers denver because the chargers are so untrustworthy as much talent as they have they just never seem to live up to it and the Denver Broncos, I never get right, among several teams I don't get right, quite frankly, this year. But Denver is one that is just perplexing because their defense does show up every once in a while. So for me, it would be Chargers and Denver. Wait, before, you, before you close it up, I wanted to ask Mikey a question. If they could maybe put a prop up at Circa, will Rivers get inside the 10-yard line in the last minute of the game and not be able to jam it in? <laughs> yes or no? Could we get that? Well, that happened to Warren, Warren Moon all the time, too, and, and no one ever put that <laughs> Well, Warren Moon was a Hall of Famer, Mike. You know that. Get ready for a world in which Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, too, Todd. I hate to tell you. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't want to live in that world, or this one, for that matter, but go ahead. Mikey, before we get out of here, you wanted to say something? I do. I just want to wish all of the listeners a happy Thanksgiving. Obviously, without the listeners... We couldn't make the kind of money we're making off this podcast, Gil. Also, <laughs> on a serious note, if you'd have if you'd have told me two years ago that one of the most rewarding things I would have got out of Derek taking a shot uh, when Beeson was first forming on getting involved would be my friendship with two Jews from the eastern part of the country, uh, I would have said that that was a uh, you couldn't put that number on the board; it'd be too high. But Really getting we'll, to know the two of you. Why do you Todd, Todd, he's saying something sincere. Jesus. He's saying something <laughs> sincere and kind, and you got to always what you have to say is the most important thing. Shut up for a second. <laughs> Mike, finish the lovely thought. To finish the thought, you are, both, you are both very intelligent and beyond that, very kind people. And, and I've enjoyed my time both on the set, on this Megapod, and off of it with the two of you. So happy Thanksgiving. Mike, thank you. That was very sweet. And likewise to you as well, happy Thanksgiving to you. Todd, what was it that you needed to say? I want to say I'm very thankful that you guys are really good at tennis. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mikey. Calm down. Relax. I have the same feelings towards both of you as well. One Jew, one Catholic, and one renounced Jew. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Obviously, have a great time screaming at your family. And uh, it's been very fun uh, hanging with you guys. I do this 
Obviously, I get paid a lot here, both on the podcast and on Vison. Both, and uh, you know, so for me, it's a labor of love and tremendous amounts of cash. By the way, at the end of this season, I'm taking you both to Carbone Carbone Rap Party this year. How about that? That's where uh, Paulie goes to close, right? Jesus. <laughs> Does Carbone have four percent negative EV machines anywhere <laughs> over there? All right. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving, not only to everyone listening, but to you guys as well. Todd Wishnev and Mike Palm, who not only, uh, Todd, you're on a numbers game every Wednesday. Mike stays over for a numbers game, too, on occasion. Uh, but for doing the Megapod faithfully each and every week, it's a blast. Uh, can't wait to finish up the regular season going to the playoffs with you gentlemen. Maybe we'll even do a lifestyle show together between uh, the conference championships and the Super Bowl. That made you smile, Mikey. You like that one? You want to do that? I love it. I right. love it. All right, we'll do a lifestyle show as well. Rest- I, have a, I have a feeling that Mike's lifestyle is going to have a lot to do with his gastrointestinal tract. Well, part of it is restaurants, Todd. That's the whole point. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's part of lifestyle, right? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, yeah. So we look forward to that. But happy Thanksgiving to the both of you, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening to the show today. I'll get the teasers under you know under wraps. I'll beat Todd by the end of this. We appreciate you listening. What Good- about Mike? What about Mike? Maybe, He's only five and seven. Maybe Mike, too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Long stretch here. Five games to go in the regular season. We'll do that. And the playoffs, of course. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy your families as much as you can before you get sick of them, perhaps. Uh, good luck with all your picks. Week 13 in the NFL and beyond. Thank you so much for listening. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 